Hi, I'm Sarah, the mom of a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I'm Claire, the mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. We're two friends in the middle of the country, in the middle of parenting, in the middle of our careers, and in the middle of just about everything. Hey guys, it's Sarah. So when we first did this interview, Claire and I had planned to go back and record a little introduction segment. Um, The interview is super long and it's so good, I don't want to edit a bunch of it out. So we decided to nix it and just get straight into it. You'll hear us talk a little bit more with her about it. It's Larissa from Crunchy Cocktail Hour and we are super excited to hear everything she has to share with us about some ways that we can make better choices in our life as far as beauty products, food, things we use around the house. And we had so many rabbit holes to go down with her. It got pretty long. So you'll hear back from us next week. In the meantime, please enjoy our interview. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at themiddleofeverythingpodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook at The Middle of Everything, and on Twitter at T-M-O-E podcast. And if you like the show, don't forget to review us on iTunes. It helps. Thanks. Bye. We are here to talk with Larissa from the Crunchy Cocktail Hour podcast. Hi, Larissa. Hi, ladies. We were just talking about how we all feel like we know each other because we listen to each other. So I'm pretty excited to have you on here. Um, and we've been on a little bit of a um, crunchy ethical tangent lately um, with really a few have. of our episodes. So we're excited to have you on here to just sort of talk about you know ways to sort of start introducing some of that into our lives and... I know. So, so I was going to say, we feel like we know you, Larissa, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how many of our listeners also listen to your pod. Probably quite a few. But mm-hmm. can you kind of take a few minutes maybe to, and just kind of give us an overview of, of what you do and who you are and where sure. you're coming from? Sure. So I'm just, a, I'm just an average working mom. Um, I think about I, I want to say now close to 10 years ago, I, you know, I was a, I'm an ex-smoker. I am a ex-soda drinker. Wow. <laughs> I, am, I am like, if you knew where I came from, you would be shocked, right? You did all and the just, things. Just those little tidbits, <laughs> right? And something happened. It was literally like I wasn't on a, like a health journey. I wasn't looking for it. I literally about 10 years ago stumbled upon some article about, fish and how fish gets to us in the US. And I was literally so number one, disgusted and Mm -hmm. too shocked that it literally changed my so my husband came home that day. And I had thrown out like half the pantry, half the things (laughs) in the fridge. And I was literally never the same again. And it started for me with food, I just started caring about what was on the label and caring about that it was whole foods. And it slowly just kind of morphed into, well, what about my beauty products? And what about the stuff I spray on my countertops? And what about the stuff I wash my clothes in? And I got to a place where I was doing all these things and I was really passionate about telling other people these things because I didn't feel like people even really knew how to kind of make healthier choices, even if they wanted to, because there's so much misinformation out there. So even the folks that want to do it don't quite know how. And 
I remember sitting at lunch with a few girlfriends at work and telling them about something. And they all kind of said to me, like, why don't you put this somewhere? Why don't you do something with this? And so I started a blog at that point in time. This was probably two years ago now. Mm -hmm. And so I just started writing blog posts about, I don't know, different things that I was personally doing. And that kind of evolved into Allison coming to me one day, my co-host on Crunchy Cocktail Hour, and saying, you should do a podcast. And I <laughs> literally laughed at her and said, yeah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> and we moved on. And she kept coming back and saying, like, with, with different ideas, she kept saying, you know, well, what if I interview you? And I, I was, would look at her and say, like, who, who am I to interview? What are you talking about? <laughs> and eventually, like, she was super persistent. And so finally I said, I will do this with you, like 50-50 do this with you. And I said, you know what? I think this might actually be interesting because I am where I am in my health journey and, and you're kind of on the opposite side. So like you right. hear me tell you all these like things and most of which are like, yeah, okay. And you move on. But that might be the conversation because most people are somewhere in the middle. Right. And that's the and thing I love about you guys is because she, one, it's great that you're friends in real life because she will just kind of shut you down sometimes <laughs> if it's extreme oh, and it's totally. hilarious. But it's, it's great to hear just sort of two sides of that story. And it's not just two people, you know, with the same perspective telling the same story. It's like this sort of give and take between you guys of you explaining that to her. So 100%. I love that about you guys. Thank you. And and I think and I think that is is so true because what is important for me or what I find healthy might not be important for you. And, right. and do what makes sense for your situation or your family. And I think the really important thing to remember is that every change makes a difference, big or small. 100%. And so you just, you find that happy medium for you. So uh, the other day, Larissa and I were sort of chatting on Instagram and I was laughing along with a video that she posted of um, her child helping her squeeze their own cashew milk, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, where we should start is where are we, where are you on a scale from one to squeezing your own cashew milk? <laughs> As crunchy goes, because that's from, a, that's from as crunchy. buying conven conventional milk at yeah. the grocery store yeah. to squeezing your own cashew milk. That is that's maybe one of the crunchiest things I've ever heard. It was. I'm, it was the your reaction to it was just pure comedy. You were like, "Is this really happening right like, now?" What? So is this a thing? So how did? Because in your origin story, you were kind of sharing about like how your husband came home and half the pa pantry was you know, emptied out. So I'm super curious about like how it's been for him to like come along this journey with you, like as somebody who knew the pop drinking, smoking, <laughs> badass that you once were and, and um, how he has reacted to this new form of badassery in the crunchy world. Squeezing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, it's I'm um, I'm lucky in that he has always been kind of down for it. I mean, I know that there is definitely days where I'm like really over indexing on something and I'm like, if we if we don't stop eating this, we're gonna die, right? And he kind of looks at me and he's like, Rain it back. Take it too back far, a notch. too far. Yep. But for the most part, so he while I have now for most of our relationship been really kind of caring about the, the stuff I put in my body, he's super focused on 
Um, he loves like working out and he's really athletic and I mm -hmm. hate it. Um, <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting, you know, mix of things, right? So he's, because he's really into that, he is just more open when I'm like, we're going to be vegans now. And he's like, okay, <laughs> sure. we're vegan now. <laughs> um, so he's, he's usually just along for the ride and I'm like, you know, eat this nut take this pill and he's like okay sure why? and I'm like just do it just do it and so I we didn't say this at the beginning but let's back up to so you have twins and they are I do five right just turned five yep boys a boy and a girl oh so yeah that's another you know facet of that is like you know I mean I'm sure your kids have sort of grown up with this now so they're probably just I mean obviously your child was helping you squeeze cashew milk so it's not that <laughs> It's that crazy. It's They're just like, oh yeah, it's just another Sunday. Yeah. It's cashew milk squeezing day. Whatever. Yeah, you know. Um, no big yeah, deal. just a normal casual Sunday. Whereas you know, some of us maybe our kids would be like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> but and yours are probably just to the point where they have opinions on this too. They do, and like, don't get me wrong. I mean, my daughter especially is like, like a cow milk monster like she <laughs> gulps that stuff down and and some of the this like cashew milk craziness has come out of me trying to kind of show her some alternate options mm -hmm. but you know when it comes to kids yes when they were when they were kind of younger like I made all their food I knew exactly what it was and even today they still go to a daycare they're not yet in school they still go to a daycare where I send all the meals all the snacks right. all the drinks and and that's purposeful on my part but the daycare does serve snacks for example and while I continue to send my own snacks I've kind of made it clear to school now at this age you know hey if they want the school snack you let them have the school snack because right. I don't ever want them like, I feel like it's, I equate it to uh, when you're not old enough to drink and if like you've never had a taste of alcohol and you're, then you go crazy on right. your 21st birthday. Whereas if you've had it, you're kind of like, oh, you know, I've done that before. Yeah. So I, I never want to deprive them. I never want to make them feel different. But the reality is most of the time they just still choose to eat their own snack. Yeah. So, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I... Um, we had an, an interesting situation where um, when my oldest son started kindergarten, there was a little boy in his class whose family was vegan. And his mom, you know, um, definitely communicated, I, I mean, as you would expect and as she should, to the class that said, hey, my, you know, we're vegans and here's our, you know, here's what that means from it, like class birthday parties. Here's what, I, you know, my kids should be eating and all this stuff. But then my son was coming home going, well, this kid wanted a bite of my cupcake and I gave him a bite of my cupcake. And it almost became this like weird sort of clandestine thing where <laughs> I was like, yeah. God, should I be like reporting this? Like clearly it's it's important to this mom and she's made an effort to communicate it also at the same time like I'm not going to tell my kid not to share his cupcake with his peer so it was just a very and I in retrospect I think I probably could have opened those lines of communication but I was like brand new to the whole school scene and didn't quite know like appropriate boundaries <laughs> and how situation. to reach out yeah and everyone feels differently and so you know it's not like an allergy where it's but a it's, safety issue it's just right, a it's, preference 
for their family. Well, right, but I know. mean, you say preference, but like even like what if it were a kid keeping kosher or something like sure, that? You know, sure. like I just I it, I'm curious, like in the mama sphere, like where sometimes those limits are, right. and I I think as as my kids go through and they're at the school for longer and I get to know the families more, I think the reaction I have today would probably probably be different than the reaction I had three years ago but I just wasn't quite sure so in that situation Larissa it sounds like what what would you want a mom to do we go like we personally go in and out of like dietary lives like we tried vegan Mm -hmm. we're not vegan right now for the most part our kids eat what we eat but I think I'm in a different situation in that you know there aren't any like if you if you were to talk about Allison's child right which has like a million allergies that is a very different story Mm -hmm. right but for me it is it is a person choice and I think maybe I would want to know that that happened but I don't think I would think anything of it I would just kind of say thanks for letting me know or maybe I would know why my kid was jumping off the walls right Right. (laughs) (laughs) I had a lot of red dye today by the way so it was Um, an Elmo birthday yeah (laughs) (laughs) right and so and it's funny because still to this day, and I mean, my kids go to a daycare with lots of other from school will call mm-hmm. me and say, someone brought in cupcakes today. Can Max and Melina have a cupcake? Like they will call me and ask me just as a, and I, and I always say yes, but yeah. they still call me every time because they know I'm particular about it. And so yeah. I think I always appreciate the heads up. And that's the joy of sort of little kid daycare too is that they take the time to do that but then once you get into public school or a bigger school then you get less of that like just today my son came home and you know we've had all these Halloween events and parties over the weekend so we're just loaded down with like sugar candy sweets and he's like it was so and so's birthday at school today we had cookies and I was like okay cool one more thing like so it's always that kind of fine line but I know in his class he has a little boy with a lot of allergies and Again, by six or seven, they're old enough. They know, like, the kid can tell you exactly what he can and can't eat. But it's it's a weird sort of line between that sort of family preference yeah. versus that. Because I know uh, Bowie has come home and asked me questions, like, why do we have this, like, brown grainy bread, Mom? Like, my friend has white bread, and what is that? And where? why have I never seen it? And his friend <laughs> is my child. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Very fluffy. Finn, yeah, Finn did <laughs> ask kidding. me about the bread at our house one time. <laughs> that did actually happen. Yeah, this is more, That's yeah, he did. Best. He was like, well, my friend brings his Nutella on white bread, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I don't have white bread. <laughs> Sorry. He has a cupcake and sandwich for Yeah, basically. Lunch, so. I know. So I'm like, I, yeah, I, but this bread tastes so much better, doesn't it? And he's like, actually, it does, Mom. It's fine. And I'm like, okay, good. You like the grainy bread. Cool. Okay, so I we've think- digressed, as usual. So, okay, Larissa, what we were hoping is that you would sort of give us some Crunchy 101 here. And sort of, sure. um, I know we've talked about food. And I know for me, a lot of my, and, and I'm nowhere near the, I, I'm not at a cashew milk making crunchiness. Oh, can we talk about the quiz? Yeah, we did t- both take the quiz that you oh, guys have. How did you guys turn out? We will, we will link up to it. We were both 
in the scrunchie. So I'm a low-end okay. scrunchie and Sarah is a high-end Yeah. She was like, so oh, you're you, crunchy. And, and I'm like, I'm not that crunchy. It's going to make so much sense, listeners, when you take this quiz. You will get that immediately. Yeah. But, so why did you – so before we jump in because I yeah. do want to – but, but mm-hmm. why did you put together that quiz and, and how did you – how did you pick the questions? I want to know what that process was like for you guys. <laughs> you know what? So Allison did the quiz. Allison put together the quiz. But we – we discovered this concept that exists of this silky scrunchy and crunchy mom <laughs> and you know we just kind of wanted people to be able to to see where they fell on the spectrum and and we were actually curious about ourselves right because you know we're called crunchy cocktail hour but I think in the world of crunchy, I'm probably not really considered crunchy. Um, I'm probably a lot more mainstream than that but we just thought it'd be fun to see right and I think it's it's one of those things to say like, we're all on this spectrum of mm-hmm. kind of where we are, uh, you know, on the health journey. And it it's all okay, right? Yeah. And there were even, there were things on there I remember saying, well, if I didn't have twins, I would have done this, right? Right. But I did, so I didn't, right? That adds <laughs> another level of complication to things, I'm sure. Yeah. And I know... Um, I think it made perfect sense. It Both did, of our results. I was sure. like, yep. So I know for me, a lot of it started when I was pregnant, both times, and it sort of increased. You know, the first thing was, you know, the food and just sort of making those efforts to buy organic. And then with my first child, I made a lot of his baby food and I, you know, pureed it all myself and did all those things. And he was always a much better eater. So that was one thing. And then by the time... Uh, with my second pregnancy, I got a lot more aware of things like skincare and products that I was putting on my body and sort of got really kind of hyper-focused on that as a level of, you know, sort of crunchiness. So what we were hoping is that you could sort of give us you know, kind of what are the most important places to start with each of these categories as far as food? I mean, I know we've all probably heard of the dirty dozen on produce, but yep. if if we're going to go from low end scrunchy, low end, yeah, to, where, <laughs> to what are some steps we yeah. can take to what are the most important steps we can take to sort of make those changes in our where lives? Do we start? Yeah, <laughs> sure. So so while we're talking about food, I'll kind of give you some additional things in food. And I think food is a tough one too, because it all really depends on, you know, and I always call it a dietary lifestyle, like what you Mm -hmm. subscribe to. Like if you, for example, if if you went by and said, you know, healthy is how I currently eat right now, we eat, I don't know, I think the closest to it would probably be the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. Like I would tell you to be healthy, don't eat red meat. But Mm -hmm. if you're paleo, you would not agree with me at all. You would think, to to be healthy, you would eat meat and no grains and like that kind of stuff. So um, I think I think the food part of it is a little bit hard. But you did mention, for example, Dirty Dozen. And then um, conversely, there's Clean 15, if you've heard of that. Okay. So that's something that we definitely subscribe to in our house, which is, you know, the things that have a really tough peel on them, Mm -hmm. the things that are hardier and don't really require as many pesticide treatments and things like that we won't necessarily buy organic so dirty doesn't i think most people know i don't know if most people know clean 15 so those are the ones you don't necessarily have to buy organic mm-hmm. especially because like i think bananas cost is a factor. avocados exactly um, pineapple things like yeah, that or, let's share or it even list yeah yeah, or even like things like broccoli, you wouldn't think of, right? Because you oh. don't really peel it, but it's super yeah. hearty and kind of hard to kill. Okay. Um, 
Girl, so I got some broccoli pant plants in my backyard that oh, would agree with you. Claire and cauliflower. Yeah. Is that on the list? There you cauliflower? Go. I would expect that it is. Because yes. I can't yes, I think it. both broccoli and cauliflower nice. are. Okay, perfect. And I mean, that's a good one too, is like if you can grow it, it's good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think you also have to think about, and I think it's with all these tips, right? There are people like me who want to like learn the ins and outs of everything and then there are people who i don't yeah. i don't want to research it myself just tell me what to do and i think both are fine right um, i think that's and us. so i would <laughs> that's <laughs> so, why we so listen to you. you no i would tell you like my biggest tip is like go to a store that you already know leans healthier mm-hmm. it's like one of the simplest things right if you go to a Whole Foods, for example, right, they already have standards on what they will and will not have in their stores. Like I know, for example, they do not have anything in their store that has artificial colors and flavors. Mm-hmm. So you've already like checked one thing off. Mm-hmm. So you could just go somewhere that you know is just instantly healthier. So that's that makes me feel better. Um, like anytime I buy something at Whole Foods, I just assume it has to be healthy. So it's fine, right? Like, I think, I think we can all just it's cookies. The, it's great. We can yeah. all attach the er to the end. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, healthy er. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree with that. But it is. It, it is. Um, they do have standards that other stores don't have. And so if you don't want to think about it, it's a good place to start mm-hmm. to like take one step up. And another thing um, I've heard is that um, really dairy, and I know you're an anti-dairy person, but if I you're going to do dairy, or you really need to do organic dairy because of just all the hormones and all the garbage in the cows. So um, I, I know I'm not squeezing my own nut milk, but I do buy it. <laughs> And have started trying to switch my kids over to that. Um, do you think, you know, if you're if you're going to allow someone to have dairy, do you think, do you agree that that's a high priority is to try to get organic? Yeah, I would say that about dairy. I would say that about meat, um, mm-hmm. which obviously, you know, dairy is a byproduct of. Um, but yeah, I would agree. Like you don't, we're, we're exposed to so many things as it is. And mm-hmm. You know, dairy itself, forget the things that it's treated with, has has been shown in studies to just cause inflammation in your body that mm-hmm. we're not really meant to have it. So to kind of add anything else to the mix um, isn't so great. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would completely agree with you. You know, there are just some things that you should look for, you know, antibiotic-free, GMO-free, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So yes, for sure. That's a good tip, I think. Like if you're going to prioritize your groceries, you know, like is it more important to buy the organic Cheerios or the organic milk? Milk, yes, I would mm-hmm. think. Yes. So, right. Although maybe yes. we don't need to buy Cheerios because now those all have Roundup in them, right? But, you know. You know it. You know <laughs> it. That's the latest some other, some other grain cereal product that is not that's, a Cheerio. Um, yeah, but. that's the latest. I had a moment a few weeks ago where I felt like I had done a good job with my six-year-old. We, well, there's a, there's a good and a bad in this story. So we went to Sonic after school and he, of all things, asked for a banana milkshake, which who does that? That's the weirdest thing ever to order at Sonic. But he gets it and he's like, first of all, mom, this whipped cream tastes terrible. And it's because it was like processed <laughs> fake whipped cream. Whipped it cream. wasn't like yeah. actual whipped cream. And then he's he's like scoops it off and puts it to the side. And then he goes, oh, there's, there's chunks of banana in this. I hope it's organic. <laughs> 
my like, gosh, stop. Oh, That's I love so you. Funny. It was the best. I was like, well, probably not, buddy, because it's Sonic and that's yeah. not really a priority here. But I'm thank you for thank you for recognizing thank you for that. Being aware, banana yeah, aware. Exactly. He's very aware of organic things because he can, now that he can read when we go to the grocery store together, he notices like what I'm buying. Mm. And he's always like, is that organic, mom? Is that organic? <laughs> so. So that's better than my daughter who judges the people in her class who eat at McDonald's oh. <laughs> and tells them that that is fast food and that is bad for you. Oh Even though they give God. you toys, you should not eat there. And then no. I have to hear it from the teachers about that my child is food She's shaming. Preaching to the <laughs> Well, to just today... Um, I don't know how this came up. We've been a couple places lately where people have had soda and we don't drink any soda. We just, we don't like it. We've never liked it. And he, he asked me, what's the difference between, or he was like, what's a Coke? And I had to explain that. And then he said, well, what's a Diet Coke? And I said, well, it's kind of the same thing, but it has artificial sweeteners in it. So it has no calories. So he goes, well, which one is healthier, Coke or Diet Coke? And I was like, <laughs> well, and so Coke. then I have to explain calories. Yeah. And then I, so then I said, Coke. well, I would rather you eat. You know, if you're going to have one of those drinks, we would have a regular Coke, a cola, not a Diet Coke, because I think, you know, I don't like artificial sweeteners. They're bad for your body. And he said, like, poison. And I was like, oh, I mean, kind of. And so he's like, well, yeah, I don't want to drink the poison, mom. Like, he, and then it was like, oh, God, he's going to see some kid at school or some parent that. and be like, you're drinking poison. You know, you know, I do think this is like a really real thing, because like for generations, it's I feel like, at least growing up, like mm-hmm. when we were kids, um, you know, there was always this issue of like, we educate our kids about smoking, for example, mm-hmm. smoking kills, smoking is bad, no smoke, no smoke, no smoke. And they see people and I, 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 I mean, I can count on two hands, probably the number of friends who I've shared this story with and they're like, oh yeah, my kid did the exact same thing where, you know, you see someone smoking on a sidewalk or something and some adorable three-year-old points at them and is like, why is that person going to die or whatever? Like, you know what I mean? Because they really internalize that. But it's also not something that was happening in their peer group. And I do think this is maybe, maybe it's not new to us, but it feels new to me, Mm -hmm. which is this idea of like, we are talking about food and health. I feel like generally differently to our kids today totally. than maybe we were talked to and that does have a peer group impact so so even and I, I know you are joking and it, it is real I'm picturing your daughter doing that and it's adorable the food <laughs> shaming at school but like in a very uh, real way no it's not adorable like, I'm mortified do you know what I mean I'm, but no I'm like, mortified by it because I know that kid's gonna come home and say it to their parent and while I while I explain to her that that's not a place we eat because we don't find it healthy, right? And they've Mm -hmm. never had McDonald's in their life. Like I don't at all have any judgment towards what anybody does in their home or what they choose to do. Like, Mm -hmm. and so I don't, I don't want that to happen. So I think it's funny for a moment. And then I go like, oh no, how do we, yeah. yeah. So like, it's so interesting to hear that though, because I think the same thing, which is, you know, on, on one level, it's like, 
you got to be happy that your kid has internalized on some deeper level these messages but mm-hmm. but the the social aspect for very young children and and I like to think that as kids age they just become more just generally like aware that there's different a little more families of a do things yeah. differently and that there's more of a filter but I've been at the cafeteria and heard you know mm-hmm. kids talking about stuff like that before and um what one of my youngest son asked for a lunchable the other day at the school because a friend brought lunch lunchables to school and I was like no honey you know we don't we don't do that I mean whatever like I was in the middle of a thought and like I was just like no lunchables aren't for us that's not our jam and my oldest son was like yeah because they're super unhealthy and then my kids proceed to start talking about like who brings the lunchables to school and I'm like no 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 like I don't need to know that like it's not about it's not a condemnation of people who eat lunchables it's just saying like we're not going to purchase lunchables but And that was just even within our household. And I know that those conversations are happening with kids. So anyway, it was just weird for me because I thought to myself, like, I had this conversation with, like, overtly behaviors that we've talked about. Like, you have to wear your seatbelt. And my kids will shame people who don't wear their seatbelts. Like, if you get in the car and you don't put on Mm -hmm. your seatbelt, my kids will say, like, you need to put on your seatbelt. Or, like I said, they see a person smoking on the sidewalk and they'll make a comment, which I don't love that either. But it feels like next level that they're having these conversations in these, like, little young yeah. peer groups, right? And so, I don't know. I don't Are have they, an answer, but well, it's an observation, I guess. And I anything. feel like it might be even reverse from, like, maybe when we were kids. Because I remember talking to a friend of mine who, you know, I, I'm an 80s kid, so, like, everything was, like, white bread and Kool-Aid, right? But a friend of mine grew up with a mom who was um, a lot more health conscious, and she said, I remember I was always so embarrassed to bring my lunch to school because my bread was brown and no one else had brown oh, bread, no. you know? Oh, and I'm like... You guys, I can totally yeah. relate. My mom, uh, my mom... Never, like we didn't this was again back in the 90s and mm-hmm. 80s so before before it was a cool thing to do we did not get red dye yeah so I'm telling you like no lucky charms no mm-hmm. like there were so many different things that I couldn't have or we didn't have in our house and I for sure revolted like yeah. for sure <laughs> went to college and ate all the lucky charms like that was not um so, and I recycled nothing because I, I had to like, I mean, my mom was recycling before recycling was cool. And we were like taking our bins once a week down to the big dumpster because nobody had curbside pickup. And like, I love put, it. that we had to sort our own shit into the different bins. And like, <laughs> this was like a chore for me. And I remember leaving that house and just being like, throwing away all the things, like <laughs> stuffing my face with pink marshmallows. Like I am done. So it, this is like a full circle. I love it. I'm, I'm slowly, but surely creeping back into like you're my like mom's. she was right and you are why I let my kids have school snacks you that's right why exactly. I let my kids have the school snacks sometimes go. okay so <laughs> let's move on let's move on because I feel like no honestly I'm not joking we could do a whole a- a- episode on yeah this topic, that's what's so hard to break we have a lot down. of stuff we want to talk to you about so yes. next thing for scrunchy moving up the uh <laughs> silky to crunchy ladder on Skincare and makeup. So the first thing to somebody who's just starting their journey, the first thing you would say to them, what would that be? So so if we back up for a second too, like how, do you guys know the difference between like clean and green? Because I feel like those are used interchangeably. And I in don't. The kind of skincare and makeup world, they're different things. Mm-hmm. No, I can t- say I for so, sure don't. Sarah probably does. She's, okay, she's looking I at do. me like I'm a dumbass. No, so. <laughs> no I'm not. <laughs> but 
I love well, that you're not so judging for, me, Larissa. So you for go those first. that don't, for the, because it's, you know, I find myself even using them interchangeably. And I think it was one day where I was like, wait, is there a difference between the two? And so when it comes to skincare and makeup, so two things, if something is considered green, then it is, it's coming from a natural source. Like maybe it's plant derived. And if something is clean, it may be a synthetic compound, but it's been determined that it is safe for you. It's safe for your skin. It's safe for your body. It's not going to have any kind of, um, you know, effects on you that, that aren't good. And so I think it's important to point that out because that doesn't mean that everything that's green is good for you. And it doesn't mean that everything that's a synthetic compound is bad for you. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I, I gave Allison the example the other day of like poison ivy is natural. Should I rub that on my face? No. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, it's just because it's made in the lab also doesn't mean that it's bad. And with skincare and makeup, you're going to find both. It's just making sure that you're either using some combination of clean or green or one or one or the other. So I think that's important to know um, just because it doesn't say like something that it is clearly a plant or something, a natural source that you know does not mean that it's bad. Okay. And is there something that that regulates usage of either of those terms, like in the way that we've come to sort of know like the, the symbol for like what is really organic in the store versus natural or you know what I mean? No, it's really it's 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 however a company wants to deem it. Um, and I think that there might be there might be something that says like you can write green if you have like 10 percent in in the product but there's nothing wow. that's enough for you to be able to you know read it and say yeah i can trust this um so i would say a couple things i think when it comes to skincare and makeup there are so many things and there are so many compounds and there are so many ingredients it's so overwhelming um, it's overwhelming right so what i do is a little bit backwards right so instead of picking up any product and starting to read through the ingredients and trying to figure out what everything is i actually look for specific things in it and if i see those specific things then i just put it down mm -hmm. so that's kind of oh, what okay. i wanted to share with you because i think you know even when i pick something up like i, I might have run across an ingredient once or twice and so now i remember if it's good or bad but for the most part like i'm not a i'm not a biologist i'm not a scientist like i don't understand this stuff so i would have to look up ingredient by ingredient and i found it's just easier for me to say it has this or that in it so i know i don't want it and for me it's a couple of things and and these are the things that you can kind of take with you as you look at any skincare or makeup product so the first one for me is anything with fragrance um fragrance is essentially you know it's marketed as a trade secret how do we get it to smell this way but um it can have up to thousands of ingredients so i think there's up to three thousand now Wow. that can be put into that fragrance bucket so it could be one ingredient it could be three thousand in that one word um it's most often synthetic chemicals of some sort they are often major allergens um and another thing that so part of it is just like i don't know what's in it so i can't make a decision right mm -hmm. if i if i want to use it or not the other thing that's often hidden in um, fragrance is something called phthalates, if you've ever heard of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. phthalates <clears throat> essentially soft in plastics. So for 
you know, skincare, it, it makes whatever you're putting on your face like a little bit more moldable. Um, it's often paired with silicones, which is mm -hmm. kind of just like putting a plastic sheeting over your face. But the the thing that I think grosses me out the most now is that it also helps scent bind to your skin, which is often why you'll see it. Well, you won't see it. It will be in fragrance. Mm -hmm. um, so you know those commercials where someone's like, I did this laundry three weeks ago and it still smells, right? It, it's phthalates. <laughs> Not a good thing. And, or yeah, or like if you like hug a friend and you're like, man, your hair smells so good. And they're like, I haven't showered in three days, right? Or like, I haven't washed my hair in three days. And it's phthalates because they, they essentially just make the scent stick to you. Um, so if we haven't showered in three days, we should really smell bad. I mean, it's... <laughs> So it's I the mean, way you're smelling right now is yes. totally normal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm just kidding. Yes. I warned her before she came over that I haven't showered today. <laughs> and you know I use natural deodorant, so it's it's oh, a little it's a, funky. No. It's a stink fest over there. I it love is. it. Okay. So so the biggest one being fragrance, phthalates comes in lots of different chemical form names that are just impossible to name. Mm -hmm. Um so I would just say if you see fragrance stay away and most likely it's got phthalates in mm -hmm. that fragrance bucket and i think um, a lot of the website or i don't know i mean i do i lean heavily on online shopping just because it's easier to sort of process oh, all yeah. that when you have a minute to think about it online and, and i feel like i mean sephora has like kind of a little symbol now again it's sort of that what level of green are they promoting but at least it gives you a a filter to sort of narrow it down 100%, and then assess it 100%. further from that point. Like, is this, you know, this may be their level of green, but I might want to narrow it down a little bit more. Or you can do filters like, you know, sulfate-free, phthalate-free, all that kind of stuff too. So it sure. it's getting easier to find that stuff, I think. Um, and I know you guys have done some great episodes where you reference brands that you like, and I've bought things, you know, that you recommended on your show and then a couple other places that I find things too so um I think it's getting easier to find that stuff than 100 used to be and I think I think it's hard still um it is getting easier I totally agree with that I think you know if we think about like Sephora like they really do different than like an Ulta right which mm -hmm. you cannot find a clean thing to be found right um but they they do have some very clean and green brands mm -hmm. and then they have other things in that kind of I forget what the category is but I know exactly what you're talking about that mm -hmm. I wouldn't use right so it's really right. it's a lot about how the company brands themselves I don't know if Sephora specifically has guidelines for what can and can't be in there or yeah if the I don't know what their criteria marketing is. themselves mm -hmm. you know it's really hard to know but you're right in that it it narrows it down and even if the product that you've chosen in that category is like not the best one, it's probably a better. And I think right. that there's something to that. So if we're going to start, if it, say like every product somebody uses is full of garbage yep. <laughs> and they want to make a switch, what would be the first thing you would say? Like, is it your face wash? Is it your moisturizer? Is it your foundation? Is it your mascara? Like what's kind of, where do you start with that? So I think that depends. I think mm -hmm. it depends person by person, right? So some people don't, it's like some people don't use face wash. Some people like a bar of soap. Some people wear foundation every day. Some people don't. I would say you use the thing that you use, like swap out the thing that you use the most, mm -hmm. right? 
um, or the thing that you use daily, right? Like if, if you have a mascara that you love and you wear it when you go out once a week and you can't let go of it, <laughs> Allison, um, <laughs> like you just, just use it. Right. Yeah. Like that's not the thing that you need to like really hone in right. on. You want to hone in on the stuff that you're using every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, right? Like maybe a serum or a moisturizer mm -hmm. or the face wash, like you said. You you want to swap out the stuff that you're using most often. Like so deodorant. I'll, yeah. No. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, we nope. will get there. Nope. We will no, get there. No, we won't, friends. No, we won't. But I will put in a plug for well, maybe we will. I don't know. Larissa, you're really convincing. You probably will get there, but <laughs> Um, I will put a plug in for myself. So you guys all know low end of scrunchie. I'm not, um, you know, super deep into this journey, but I recently switched my shampoo mm -hmm. and conditioner. And I will tell you, if you haven't tried that yet, like I did not totally know what my hair texture really was. I will say that because, <laughs> and I mean this, like I have been using the same like salon brand shampoo mm -hmm. and conditioner for a really, really long time and I loved it and it smelled amazing and all of that stuff. And the reason I changed actually was rooted in this idea of wanting to just like use less plastic. And a girlfriend mm -hmm. of mine, we we're having this whole conversation about disposable plastic and how even though we're recycling, like the whole thing with the turtles and the straws and like all of that, <laughs> um, she was like, you know, one thing I've switched to is bar soap that comes in these biodegradable cardboard boxes and it's bar soap for your hair you can buy it on amazon cool. you can buy it anywhere and i was like hmm, okay so i tried it just thinking like this is gonna be a weird thing but i'm gonna try it because there's no <laughs> plastic involved and of course it's sulfate free and phthalate free if i'm saying that word right and yep. all of those things um also smells amazing but through like essential oils mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i used it and i'm not kidding you guys it has like like me from putting like buckets and buckets and buckets of conditioner on my hair. Mm -hmm. Now it does take, it takes time for your hair to like figure out what's happening. Right. But like I was going from really like needing to wash my hair pretty frequently from a oily spilled up, but mm -hmm. also like I have longer hair. So at the ends we're getting super duper dry. Right. And so I was putting tons of conditioner on and still washing every day. And like I now in retrospect can see like this like weird pattern I had gotten into mm -hmm. with my hair and when I just like stripped all of that stuff out using this bar soap only I spray in like a little bit of detangler when I get out of the shower and that is it and it nice. has been That's amazing it has been like it's an accidental fine not accidental I was intentional but it was with a different intention mm -hmm. and that so I will say that for me and Sarah I don't know I know everybody now knows about your deodorant situation, yeah. but I don't know where you started. <laughs> but for me, that was like a mm -hmm. moment that caused me to like instantly, and I knew we were doing this episode, but it caused me to like instantly go like, oh my God, what else don't I know about? Yeah. Like that was, the, yeah. that was the reaction I had. Clean products are okay. Well, not, yeah, like, like better. Like I guess mm -hmm. I always Sometimes make they work better. Yeah. I always perceived that it was a compromise. Like, mm -hmm. well, I know I could go clean, but damn, my hair really needs mm -hmm. X or whatever. Like, it, like I didn't want to compromise. Right. Um, and then now I'm realizing that at least in this particular avenue, like, 
it's actually not a compromise. It's actually just better. Yeah. And better for the planet and better for me and all that stuff. But it really just works it's better. A really, it's a really good point because yeah. I, I do think a lot of people going in, they're like, ugh, this isn't going to work, right? And mm-hmm. and a lot, of the, a lot of what I have to say is, you know, if this one doesn't work for you, try another one. Mm-hmm. And I... And I think it wouldn't, people wouldn't think anything of it if I, if it wasn't this health focus. They would say like, oh, I tried the shampoo. I didn't like it and moved on. But because it's like this, this like healthier green or clean or anything label on it, it's almost like, oh, I tried this. It's because it's green. It doesn't work. Right. And there, things have surprised me. I switched a couple years ago to oil cleansing my face, which mm-hmm. you basically wash your face with like, olive oil or coconut oil or whatever and I got turned on to it by a friend and I love it like and I it's now I sort of do it seasonally like I'm about to shift into doing that again and moving away from my face wash like in the summer I use like a regular face wash because I sweat more but in the winter my skin gets so dry um I literally smear my face with kitchen olive oil and then wash it, it. (laughs) which you would think would give you like acne or something, but it doesn't. It's amazing. And then I use like three other different oils as my moisturizer and eye creams and all the other things. And that was one of those weird, it sounds bizarre, but it works great. But it breaks your makeup down like crazy, right? And so actually your skin gets extremely clean. Yes. Because even Mm. like I've found coconut oil actually dried my skin out a little bit which sounds insane so I had no, to switch I always to... tell people never put coconut oil on their face yeah I never ever ever, ever, ever because coconut oil is actually not breathable at all so it's like you put it on your face and then your skin cannot breathe so because yeah. you don't think about like with some of these oils like when you talk about oil cleansing like with any oils that you put on your skin you want to make sure it's not comedogenic so for for many people it breaks them out it dries their skin mm-hmm. and it's because their skin can't breathe yeah I think I used it I, I used it for a little while just because I think it's what I had in my house and I was going to try it and then I switched to um, I either use I think olive oil or jojoba and then I have um, argan rosehip marula for moisturizer <laughs> Claire's rolling her eyes at me right now. right now you know what I'm talking I like, about Larissa you meanwhile, know I have like hands to heart I'm just smiling <laughs> This was I now, and I did this pre you guys on this call. I know. I feel like I'm out here by myself right now. Jeez. We need to have her on for the other perspective. Well, you guys did turn me on to marula oil because I was using argan, I think, before, and I tried marula, and I like it better. I think so. All right, um, is oil a good transition to start talking about? Because I know that also plays a part, right, in like the household cleaning yeah, side of things. Yeah, olive oil. So you can put it on your I, face or in your pan. <laughs> so can I tell you, in addition to fragrance, can I tell you two more things? Yes, please, please. We went on a tangent okay. as we do. That's Go okay. Ahead. Please, That's yes. okay. Please um, do. Parabens. I know mm-hmm. you've heard of parabens. So it's a family of chemicals. You'll see it on a label. It'll say methylparaben, ethylparaben. It'll end in paraben. Okay. Um, so just know that. But yes, it'll end in paraben. It's a preservative basically to preserve, preserve shelf life. And it's literally in everything, like face wash, your mm-hmm. masks, makeup, I mean, anything. And essentially it mimics estrogen in your body. And we know like our body is delicate hormone balance and 
it can, I'm in my forties. I'm well aware of the hormone right. balance. So, <laughs> body right so and and because we are all built differently and constructed differently, it affects people differently, right? So in some people it can be cancer causing, in some people it can be fertility, right? It can be a lot of different things. Um, and I think the one thing that we we didn't touch on, and it, it's kind of like why the skin like everything that we talk about like when we're going to talk about shampoo or deodorant or makeup or skincare right your skin is your body's largest organ and what you put on it in some way shape or form will go into your body into your bloodstream so you are taking it in in some way on the largest organ you've got um so especially parabens that's one to watch out for and then the last one that i wanted to mention is retinal palmitate mm -hmm. i think this isn't I don't know how well known this one is, but um, retinal palmitate is is essentially a synthetic synthetic form of vitamin A. Um, okay. It's a form of retinol, which we've all heard of, mm -hmm. and retinol retinol is great because it helps thicken your skin, which reduces wrinkles. But um, retinal palmitate specifically has been known to potentially damage DNA, and mm. I think even worse there are a lot of studies that show that topical um retinal palmitate so you'll you'll find it in sunscreen you'll find it in your um lotion and things like that it will actually speed the growth of tumors oh okay and so like when i when i hear that it's in sunscreen i'm like i'm going in the sun i'm purposely yeah. going in the sun right now with this stuff that's reacting to the sun so and you're smearing um, it all over your whole body so yes that's yes scary. so those three fragrance parabens retinal palmitate like if i could tell you just at least stay away from those on a product mm -hmm. you buy it, it is already much much better than than where you were before Nice. And I think like I'm thinking about with sunscreen, like my little one, especially, and then all of our kids in the summer where every day they go to camp and we're smearing them head to toe oh, with sunscreen yeah. multiple times. Like that seems like a high priority, like make sure we've got a yes. sunscreen that's not um, as, as much as I want to send cheap sunscreen to camp with my child because he loses everything. And I'm <laughs> We had multiple episodes in the summer about how many oh, things I heard my kid. Oh, dear. Yeah, my child loses everything at camp, but like find the like trial size tube of the mineral stuff or whatever and send it with him. The two that I noted kind of under personal care, right? Mm -hmm. If I were to swap something out, it was sunscreen and deodorant. Okay. <laughs> of course. See, Claire? Um, I'm still working on my husband. He has some Schmitz that I bought him in the drawer and I just saw that he had replaced it with some like other old spice yeah literally probably that because no. <laughs> he was yeah. like it's, it's not cutting it you know which I think I mean, if I smelled that today like after being like so fragrance averse for yeah. like I think I would like recoil no well okay and this is actually a great transition into household products because this has been a huge thing for me when I was pregnant with my three-year-old one of those weird things that I developed was this huge aversion to smells of cleaning products. So oh. th that was when I started using natural cleaning products because I literally could not stand the smell of any traditional bleach. Any, oh, <laughs> like, uh, it, just the regular countertop. Do you know Allison kitchen. loves the smell of bleach? Oh, like, girl, loves. Me. 
to. Are you kidding yes. me? Are you kidding? It's like no. clean and no. burny. It's and disgusting. I picture that in my brain, like all the little germs just like frying. They're going away. Like, like, well, like it's like yeah. a scene of from The Wizard of Oz when the, the witch, witch gets water. <laughs> That's what that's what's happening in my brain when I'm cleaning with bleach. That's, that's what's happening. Can oh, you come over that. and do this with Grant? Because he is the same way. My husband. No, like, I will say oh. I don't use it a lot. So I need to go on record. Yeah. As saying like I have a few like um, toilets, like I'm a few places, sure. but I do refrain. But if we I both ha- have boys, bleach only, wipes are a thing in right, the bathroom. It has to happen. Because I like force myself to refrain. Like if it were just consequence free zone, oh. there would be bleach all up in it. Mine so. was mainly the like big, like heavy fragrancy smell of cleaning. Like I remember there were a couple of client build like because I go in and out of different buildings all the time in my job and there were like two or three of my clients bathrooms that I I literally couldn't set foot in which is really inconvenient when, when you're, you're pregnant, pregnant and you have to pee all the time <laughs> I they the cleaner was so strong um, I couldn't couldn't go in there so I started using um I think I mean like thieves cleaner and some of the other natural cleaners at that point to just because I I couldn't tolerate anything else Mm -hmm. if just on a daily like kitchen wipe down Mm -hmm. so um okay so that transitions us into household so talk us through sort of cleaning food storage what else what else do we do to make our yeah. homes greener so i mean i think <laughs> i think the household cleaners are tough right because you know we know why it's important right like we're, we're eating off our plates and the mm-hmm. detergent that you use it you know in your sink or in your dishwasher you know you put food on your countertops like we know why it's important but it's hard because it's not like a food label right it, it is chemicals even if they're okay chemicals and and how would we know so for me my strategy has always been i find a few companies whose kind of philosophies i believe in and mm-hmm. they tell me kind of what they don't put in their stuff and what they do put in their stuff um and i just go with that right and um a lot of it too is you know even if you went to go plug in um, you know, something into EWG, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Which which many of us do and try to... Claire, you know, okay, look. Claire doesn't know what that is. Environmental okay. Working so, Group. Yes. So they have an app <laughs> and you can go online as well. You can look up food, you can look up cosmetics, you can look up house and they will break down the ingredients for you. They basically have a massive database. They'll break down the ingredients for you and tell this. you what's good, what's bad. They give it a grade, but, okay. right? But... You have to take that stuff with a grain of salt, right? Because you might go in and put your favorite thieves product, for example, in there, and it might give it a bad grade. And once you really look into it, it'll say it can kill marine wildlife, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, I'm just spraying it in my kitchen. Right. I don't care. <laughs> Not so, dumping it in the ocean. So I would say that whenever you're using any one of those tools, right, like, actually yeah. look through it Good and advice. make sure that you care about the thing it's telling you it's bad it's almost like like a first line of defense like just mm-hmm. like yes a, a starting point not the end all a be all maybe because if you go right. through and start scanning everything in your drawer it, it is slightly horrifying sometimes to start like because sure. because some of the grades are extreme and based on like weird criteria like that and 
I freaked 100%. out many times <laughs> using that app. But yeah. okay, like WebMD. For so your exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think for household cleaners, it's really about I think it's finding the right companies more so than having to look at every single ingredient of every single thing that you buy. It's just like find a company whose philosophy you believe in and and it'll really be written clearly on their sites. Like when they want when they are clean and green, they want you to know about it. Right. Um, so that's kind of my my general advice with household cleaners. I tend to steer away from I'm just going to use vinegar, right? Because mm-hmm. there's also a lot of studies around well, about how long the vinegar has to sit, if it needs heated up. Um, you know, if you're willing to, um, you can use Dr. Bronner's for a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. that takes work. And I think the average person doesn't really want to do that, nor do they have time, right? right. Like, I don't have time. I, I buy it. Um, so I just find a couple companies that that I can, you know, vibe with and and I go with their products. I think another big one for me and and if you've checked out recent episodes, like we had a big episode on cookware. Yes. So when we're talking about in your kitchen, um to the point that, you know, Allison did not want to record the episode and then kept her husband from listening to it as long as possible um because she had just bought a massive set of Teflon pans. And yeah. then the look on her face as I kept talking throughout the <laughs> Throw episode. Throw them all away. <laughs> um, so I think I think cookware is really important. I mean, mm-hmm. you are if you are someone who cooks at home, right? Like if you are trying to live a healthier lifestyle, the likelihood is that you're making a lot of meals at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff is touching your food. It matters what's touching your food. You're heating at high heats. Things flake off. Things leach in. Um, so, you know, I won't go into kind of all the options cause that'll be an episode yeah. in itself. We but will I link up tell to you, your episode because that is sure. where all the detail is. Yeah. yeah. If, if you want to hear it, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have said like, I am purposely avoiding this episode. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, because what do you cook with and said, just, just not nonstick and just use oils or whatever to There's yeah so ceramic is a good option yeah yeah personally in my house I have ceramic I have um uh a lot of stainless I cook yeah. with mm-hmm. um and then there's you know there's a there's a lot of other safe options are that out there but if it's non-stick it's probably not good even the non-sticks that say like I am not PFOA um I'm not mm-hmm. PFTE like there, there, there's something else then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of details around, you know, what chips, what doesn't chip, what, um, what fumes hurt you versus what fumes don't. So um, I think that part's important. And then the other thing I will say related to cookware and related to deodorant, um, <laughs> coincidentally, is, you know, for the same reason that I tell people, like, one of the biggest changes you should make is around deodorant is because we don't require any amount of aluminum in our body. And in fact, aluminum, um, similar to some other things I've mentioned, mimic estrogen in your body. Um, And we are all very used to using aluminum foil in our kitchen. Mm -hmm. And aluminum foil, very similar to putting deodorant in your body, once you start to heat it up, it leaches into your food. So that's another thing that I would tell you about. Um, And and it wasn't until recently, actually, that it dawned on me mm-hmm. about the aluminum foil in our kitchen. And so we've now moved to parchment. 
Okay. And then, then I realized, okay, well, I need to find unbleached parchment. I mean, there's just so many levels. So, there's like a <laughs> rabbit hole you can go down. Um, so if we go camping you, this weekend, we should not make foil packets is what you're telling us and throw them in the what campfire. What I'm saying <laughs> is if you, if you are doing that when you go camping, that's cool. If you, if it's something that you use on a daily basis at home, maybe think not differently. so much <laughs> there's no studies i will tell you there's no studies that show like if you wrap up your food in aluminum foil and put it in the fridge like that's not a problem it's when it gets heated up good to know um that's so i would say cookware me. is something to definitely look into and then you know along with that right you mentioned storage containers mm -hmm. we try as much as we can to um we have like reusable silicone containers mm -hmm. um or we we've moved primarily now to like glass or stainless steel when it comes yeah. to storing our food or like the food I send with my kids to school. Um, but I also recognize like sometimes you need a Ziploc bag. It just right. is what it is, right? You're you're not going to be at a place where you're going to wash something out. You need to throw it away. And it just is what it is. But again, all of that is around make the changes on the things that you use all the time. Don't freak mm -hmm. out about the things that you do sometimes. It's just more about making a a, a change for um, kind of like your primary stuff. That's awesome advice. I know that's one thing. I, as unsexy of a Christmas gift as glass storage containers sounds like, mm -hmm. I've been wanting to swap out all of our kind of Tupperware for glass. You know where we found some really good ones was mm -hmm. Ikea. And really? They actually, they've got a yes. whole set of yes, lots that's of different great advice, sizes. actually. Good to it's know. Super affordable because it's Ikea. My sister lives like five minutes from Ikea now. And I love them because they get so much cleaner than, mm -hmm. I mean, for all the reasons we've talked about, right? Like, I just mm -hmm. understand that glass is better, but also on a very practical level, like those little plastic things get gross. Yeah, I'm and so done with our Tupperware so cabinet right now. And they look clean and are in great shape. We actually we'll get quite a few things from there as well. And I think the thing to remember is the fact that. Um, Ikea is a European company, so mm -hmm. they produce things with a different standard than we do in the U.S., and that is why you can safely buy a lot of those, like, Absolutely. cookware things. Now, granted, they got some Teflon pans over there. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> they also have some stainless steel ones, though, yeah, too, without they do. the coating. And, in fact, they're they do for sure. cheaper. Yeah, and, they do know. for sure. We so. just got some ceramic pans um, just – by sheer chance, right around the time I listened to that Teflon episode that you guys did, my husband brought these home from work. Like, Are I they mean, ceramic coated? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't look that closely into it. They just showed up. You'll be and... you'll be throwing them away within six months. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll ask them as again. As soon as you see it chipping, pitch it. Toss there's it. Okay. There's aluminum underneath it. I need if to, yeah, it. I need to check because I don't remember... He may not even know. I think now that I've ruined him, your excitement, yeah, which thanks I'm a lot. Now I'm never going to use them again. <laughs> but yeah, I feel less icky about using those than yeah. I do Teflon. So totally, totally, yeah. no, and they they are safe to use until they start to chip. Until they start so chipping. Just, so just watch. Good for to that. know. Yeah. Good to know. Because I did burn something in them the other day, but it came off very <laughs> easy after I soaked it. I think a child distracted me, and I walked away, and something burned in it, and. I soaked it off and wiped it out. Speaking of Grant, we talked at the top of the episode about Larissa's husband kind of being game for this stuff. Mm -hmm. 
how's how's he how's he uh, we haven't talked about this before grant is is not on board he literally to well okay so a couple things he is he is a walking time bomb of cancer so he should be concerned which <laughs> is why everyone in history. his family has yes. had cancer okay, yes. like so i'm I mean, I'm doing this for myself, but he also, I also recognize he needs to change. And he just, I mean, yes, he'll get on board with some, he'll fine with the organic food and the whatever. He did try the deodorant I bought him and, you know, lovingly just stuck it in the drawer before he went out and bought something else. But the the main things I struggle with for him are the things like cookware because he's, he's a chef and he just has his way of doing things and he wants to do it that way and he doesn't. The way he learns, want, the way he... But we do, we mostly, honestly, we don't have a lot of Teflon. Most of our pans are all clad. And then he randomly brought home those ceramic ones the other day. The cleaning products is the biggest mm-hmm. thing. He wants to bleach and yeah. scrubbing bubbles. And like he cleaned our bathroom a couple weeks ago and I could not enter the back of the house for several hours. I had to come <laughs> back here and like like diffuse like, essential oils for like hours. Water always like bright blue. It's got like <laughs> some like like something floating in it. Well, it has something floating in it, but that's because I have small children. <laughs> not not what you're thinking. I, I mean, I can't stand the smell of it. So that's a that's a thing. I mean, at least he's cleaning. He is cleaning, and I'm not. That's what I'm like. I can't complain because he did really clean mm-hmm. the bathroom. He's like kind of OCD cleaner, and I'm just like, I mean, I'll wipe it off. It'll be fine, right? I mean, the man yeah. cooks. He cleans. He's an all around. He does. He does. We we're, are we are role reversal household. <laughs> I do not do those things, and he does them really well. So great mm. um but they're but you're just out here on on a limb on your own he, on i mean he'll do <laughs> like thing. i i decided at one point we should be vegan for like a month and he rolled with me I for about a that. month you guys ate a lot of jackfruit and the, yeah I we remember did this of... conversation you were That's like so here's all the things that jackfruit can be yeah you put barbecue on it and it's barbecue you put salsa on it you put it in tacos mm-hmm. and i remember we had like a, like a weekly check-in on all the ways you had here's had what jackfruit. i did with jackfruit today yeah so he'll he'll do that for a little bit and then he's kind of like uh yeah I'm done with this you know what about Josh yeah I mean well first of all let's be honest that's not like I'm I'm not asking him to switch deodorant yet that has not happened in our house but I will agree like he's very much like he has a he has an idea of what clean smells like Mm -hmm. and clean smells like Bleach. bleach and lemons like that is what <laughs> clean smells like so um but i but he's definitely on board with the whole dirty dozen mm-hmm. and just buying organic like i never got pushback i know i've talked to some friends who are just like yeah tr- when they when they want to buy them more i mean let's be honest more healthful ingredients lots of times unfortunately are more expensive right and and, and when you're buying the pasta sauce that costs two dollars more because it's organic or gmo right. free or whatever um you know, in households over time with kids, you know, when you're spending a lot of money, that just is more on top. He's never had an issue with anything like that. And I think, but, but weirdly also very much the cleaning thing. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. But I think it's, I think it's the smell of childhood. I think it's like what you grow up with. It's like, 
I don't know, probably some. Sometimes um, it's a mental thing. I mean, it yeah. really is. Like he associates that smell with yes, clean. With it being clean. And if yeah. it doesn't have a strong smell, then it must not be cleaned enough or cleaned properly or something. So yeah. I don't know. I'm sure a psychologist could do a number on us. But, um, you <laughs> in know. In so many ways. In, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he's definitely on board. The degree to which I take it. Yeah. We haven't come across any issues It hasn't yet, been so. an issue yet. All right. Larissa, any last? tips did we miss anything oh I wanted to know if you have any other good um sort of sources if someone's looking to dig in a little deeper obviously they need to listen to crunchy cocktail hour but if you have any other good I know we mentioned EWG but anything Mm -hmm. else off the top of your head that is just a good jumping off point if people are wanting to kind of dive in yeah I think the other one if if you're really product focused there's an app called think dirty that's mm-hmm. another one i really like oftentimes if ewg doesn't have something in their app think dirty does um and you'll also notice that you know they rate things differently so that's something interesting to look at sometimes um, but again you want to be mindful of what's on there as well and see why they rate things the way that they do um the other thing i wanted to mention is You know, a lot of stores nowadays, even stores that don't deem themselves like health food stores, they have policies about what they do and don't allow in their store. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually if they have, which most of them do, like a... I don't know what's that area called where like the fresh fish is the, the butcher <laughs> like a green area or organic clean yeah no no no, no. like in the grocery store like oh yeah, like gotcha the, sorry I thought you meant like a section that's like here's all organic food yeah, no. <laughs> no no like um yeah, the at the very minimum gotcha. yeah like if they have a fresh fish section then they have a fish policy right mm-hmm. so you can always go on and and understand like where their fish is sourced what their sustainability policies are and many times if you kind of agree with what they do with their fresh fish it's usually the same stuff that um the same process and the same standards as their frozen fish so that's something that's important to know and i think in general you know i think that there's a lot of information out there i think it's very hard to weed through it um, it took me a really long time to be able to read something or read a couple of things and then formulate my own opinion on it. And it and it's really just my opinion, right? Like I don't I'm not credentialed in any way. I'm just a curious person. <laughs> um, and so I think it is sometimes finding kind of experts in the industry who you trust, which I think is hard to do because you never know if they're telling you something because they're getting paid for it or if they truly believe in it but I do do think that there are people out there that truly do it for the love of educating people or just telling you about what they do in their life and I think the other thing too that I wanted to mention I you know you guys were just talking about you know how how spouses and family like take things in and you know I think that a lot of people struggle with that right like I want to eat healthy and my husband doesn't or like I can't get my kids on board and I think I would you know I don't I definitely don't have like a magic tip um, (laughs) because I think every family is different. But I would I would say this and this is like literally my own personal learning, because if someone will let me talk about like health things, I will tell them all the things. Right. (laughs) And I'll say this, like if they're so if you're, for example, like wanting to cook healthier meals in, in your house, like but your family's not interested, like don't try to teach them like they don't want to know and and don't go kind of all or nothing and I think that that goes for 
everything. Like don't throw away all your products. Like you finish, finish using something and then make a different choice if you want to. Don't, you know, unless, unless you want to, right? Like don't make your family go vegan. Maybe sure. like do a meatless Monday, <laughs> you know, like just try yeah. to try to add things in. Um, and I did want to tell you guys, I think this is really interesting. I read this very recently is they did a study. I think Stanford did the study where they say just related to food, just the words you use will make people feel differently and um, think things taste differently. So they did the, I think they like made like green beans and carrots or something exactly the same way, mm -hmm. but they called one tasty versus healthy or they called one like sizzling, right? Versus <laughs> like low carb, right? And they were prepared oh God, all like the same way. you're marketing your dinner. I yeah. love this. <laughs> no, totally. Like it, you you might make something healthier for them, right? Like, and don't be like, eat this. This is so healthy, right? You want to say that like it's scrumptious and tasty and sizzling and like, you know. This is um, have to, how we have to sell things to our small children too. Totally. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like so you, true. Yes. How many times can I work sizzling into yeah. a descriptor <laughs> this week? <laughs> I want you to it. make it a goal yes. and let me know the results. Okay, I will. If I'm your kids are like, shit. what, mom? <laughs> there it's you amazing. Go. I love it. It makes perfect sense. We mm -hmm. all know this to be intuitively true, right? With our kids. It's mm -hmm. like yeah. everything you put a, you know, yogurt in a, in a tub with a strawberry on it terrible mm -hmm. put it in a tube oh, yeah. with an avenger on it it's the best yogurt yeah. i've ever tasted right like i totally right. get that i so. can pretty right. much give my kids a dip of of any kind and they will dip whatever i give them in it and eat it so yeah, yeah this week it's um the trader joe's horseradish aioli yeah because they were giving that shit out yeah we some too <laughs> Samples work, you guys. Yeah, this is what happens when I take my six-year-old with me there, and he yes. goes to the sample kiosk. He's like, "This is delicious, mom." And I'm like, "Everyone, I mean, if, has if you want aioli in their fridge this week, I'm it's telling true. you, it's, it's thing. good." Yeah, it's really good my my three-year-old who like refuses to do anything I want him to do right now, just because he's three, has yeah. eaten multiple meals because the pre of the presence of the horseradish aioli. <laughs> so. Hey, whatever oh it takes. Oh my gosh, Larissa, thank you so much. This, this was awesome. You're welcome. Thank you so much for so having much. me on. And I, I really feel a little bit inspired, you guys. Maybe really she do. might even switch her deodorant. Uh, look, <laughs> and talk about it weekly on the level. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what I was actually thinking was I might go through the cabinet under my sink in my kitchen and and cleaning products. Apps. That yeah. sounds like a fun yeah. weekend. I think it's a I think it you know find something that's important to you and focus mm -hmm. on that, right? Like don't do all the things. Um, yeah. And I would say that to everybody because again, it's just, it's so overwhelming. Um, and I just always say like yeah. small changes make really big impacts. Every little thing that you do, every like every meatless Monday you throw in or every like one bleach product that you yeah. throw out. Um, it all makes a big impact. So, Gosh. thank you so much, Larissa. Thanks, we Larissa. Thank it. you. What's a girl's favorite dessert? Booberry pie.